Hello, couples. Welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy. I am your love coach, Pastor Chara Taylor. I want to start by saying I really hope that you are off to a great start this year in your marriages and that you're able to spend some time together and that what's happening in the world is not having a direct effect on you, your health, your family, or your finances in your whole marriage in general. It is my prayer that um, you are well. So thank you so very much for tuning in with me. I want to talk today about how being aggressive lovingly and being assertive, how they can both awaken love if they are done properly. So let's just start with talking about what assertive is. Let me give you a definition for assertive. It is having or showing a confident and a forceful personality, um, according to the Miriam Dictionary. So being assertive is just kind of being who you are and being confident in who you are and to get what you want, pretty much, okay? Um, And being aggressive is pursuing one's aim interest forcefully, according to Miriam's Dictionary. Now, here's what I have found that too often we find ourselves playing a waiting game in marriage, like who's going to initiate conversation first, who's going to initiate the date nights first, who's going to initiate sex first, who's going to do whatever first. We are waiting to find out who's going to do what first. And we're waiting for our spouse to make the first move before we make a move. And while we are playing this game of waiting, we typically have an attitude. We get upset. Because in our thoughts and our minds and our imaginations, our spouse is supposed to be the one making these moves on us, right? And instead of us being adults about the situation, we actually get into this place where we're pouting, which then opens the door to unnecessary frustration, bitterness, rage, and anger. And all of these attributes are of the adversary, our very enemy. Now, can you see how the enemy can use us? Excuse me, I'm sorry. Can use us against ourselves and against our spouses? He has a trick, a plot, and a plan to separate and to divide us. Now, if we are wise and if we want to have a happy, healthy marriage based on the attributes of God, then we will move beyond this selfish behavior of playing the waiting game. Okay, let's just go ahead and say the wait has to be over. So let's just go into it. Okay, let me just go there. If you want some sex, then you probably need to make sex happen. You can do this by mentioning your desire to your spouse, putting a sex date on the calendar, Um, bring into bed the things that you want to incorporate at that time like if you want to play with some uh, whipped cream or some barbecue sauce or some honey or some strawberries or or whatever you want to play some games with some with some love dice or some coupons then you need to bring those things be an adult don't sit around sulking and pouting say what you want and say what you need you can ask Hey, can we connect tonight or say something like, you know, I really need you in the worst way. Uh, you know, I, I just love when we're able to connect sexually. And look, I need some of that. Are we able to do that pretty soon? You know, you can ask, you know, is tonight a good night? Or, you know, well, let's put this on the calendar. Because although people think that planned um, sex is dull, it doesn't have to be. It can actually be the most exciting. Because if you plan it and it's on your calendar... 
then you pretty much are preparing yourself for it the same way you prepare for a meeting that is on your calendar or an interview that is on your calendar. If it's on the calendar, then you typically get yourself prepared for it. So try to put that on there. Now, listen, if you want some kinky sex or a certain position, then say that too. mention it. Say, I love your silhouette when we're making love in whatever position you like to see your spouse's silhouette in or see their body or whatever it is that you like. You got to open up and say these things. And it's okay to be, this is being assertive, okay? This is what being assertive is all about. It's, you know what? I'm not going to sit and wait for this. I am going to confidently and forcefully use my personality to get the satisfaction that I so desire. Now, if you are having sex and it's unpleasant and you're not enjoying it, then it's okay for you to say that too. I mean, not to be rude or to say, oh, you know what? This is bad. I hate this. You know, we don't do it that way. We need to lovingly be able to say, hey, you know what? Listen, is it okay if you do it this way? Or, hey, how about putting this right here? Or let's put this right there. Let's take um, like oral sex for an example. The honest truth is that most women just really don't even like doing oral favors. There are a few who actually live for this, okay? But for the most part, women hate it. And that's real talk. And because there is such hatred for it, then there's not much effort put into it. She's probably hoping that it'll be over quickly, okay? So listen, sir, if she is not doing this to your satisfaction, please use your words kindly and communicate that gently and kindly. Or you can gently and kindly guide her through it. If you need her to to tell her where to hold, where to lick, where to do, whatever, then please do that. And please give this woman some credit because, you know, putting your nasty body parts in her face, that's that's something that people have to get used to and get prepared for. Everybody is not a fan for that, okay? It's not an easy thing to do. So, so give her some credit. And the same is true for the woman. Ladies, if he's not making you squirm like you want to, and he's not quite satisfying you orally, then please use your words to communicate that to him. You know, sometimes moving your body to help him get into the right position will work. But, you know, honestly, the, to get a, a permanent correction in this is just to tell him where to go. You know, help him. Now, here's something that we must remember. Most of us who are married had previous partners. So unconsciously, we bring the routines and habits from the previous relationship into our current marriage. This is quite unfortunate for both the husband and the wife because your spouse is not the person that you left. Okay? You can do a certain trick that they taught you that worked for their body, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for your current spouse, okay? You have to look at it as a new job in the same field of study. I know the basics, because this is something that I've done, but I need to learn how the the specifics of this particular company operates because it's different than the last company. So it's the same thing with our spouse. I know how to do it, but I need to figure out what is specific to my spouse. That will help a lot, okay? And another reason that we really need to communicate is because the longer you stay married, there is a guarantee that bodies are going to change with age, medicine, hormones, bones, and you need to be in tune with each other and be in unity. You need to know what's going on with your spouse's body at all times. So talk about these things and talk about what you need now. So let's, let me give you an example. When I was, when I got married, I was 28 
And so my little young 28 body then didn't require as much as it's requiring now in my 40s. Real talk. (laughs) So, you know, you must be assertive in conveying the needs and the wants that you have, especially in regards to sex. You should both be talking about sex positions and research different sex positions um, because because there are certain positions that are best for certain sizes like body frames and body weights and body shapes and also for different shapes for the different shapes of the different penises because not not everyone is the same. And so there's certain positions that don't work and can't work depending on your body. Now, these things are important. You must communicate these things because if there's to be change, then if you want there to be lasting change and change that is effective, the only way to get it is to actually if you resist the change. Then you're going to abort your destiny. If you resist the change in your marriage, you're going to fall into despair, anger, hatred, and resentment. And if you adjust to the change, then you can experience ecstasy, happiness, and joy. Now let's talk about the assertiveness of planning uh, activities and such. The con- this same concept applies. If you are waiting for your spouse to plan your date and do things with you, you may be waiting for the rest of your life. If you want things to happen, then assertively help them happen and continue to pray that God will move in his or her heart so that your spouse will want to do those things uh, at some point. Now, don't forsake your happiness by waiting for them to make a move. Okay. So create your own happiness by planning and scheduling and putting it on your spouse's calendar. Block the time out, put it in there and what you are wanting to happen. So from personal experience, I learned that my husband grew up in a house where there was like no connection, like the the, the parents, they just kind of did their own separate things and in the house. And so my husband was pretty much like a creature of habit. He thought that that's how things worked in marriage. So I had to constantly say, Hey, we need to do things together. So what I did was I started planning our activities and he showed up. Now, in the beginning, I felt like it was exhausting and wondered why he doesn't think to do something special for me without having to say something, without me having to say something or plan it. But then I realized, you know what? He was trying to do things for me. And then I was pretty much rejecting them with my response because they weren't planned in a way and a manner that I would have planned them. And I don't think that we realize that sometimes we do that. We say that we want something and then we want our spouses to do something. And then when they do it and it doesn't fit the mold that we would have necessarily done it. And then our response tells them that we are unhappy. And so then they back up. You have pretty much just rejected their advance and then they have then they have slowed up. So now you're going to have to go on the flip side and then be assertive and start putting things together so that you guys can do things together. So we have to watch our responses to what our spouses are trying to do for us. And then on and then on the other hand, we're going to need to put in some things that we want to do to make it happy happen. Okay, so, you know, I, I I thought that my husband was just not trying to. But in actuality, I killed his creativity. So be that as it may, then I had to wait for a specific time to pass for him to build up his confidence again. And in that time, I began to just be assertive to put things on the calendar and do things. And then so the more he got a feel for how I like things done, then the more 
he began to understand and then things began to work out for us. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with being assertive. Being assertive can actually open and awaken love and to be lovingly aggressive. People like to feel wanted and they want to feel like you are into them. So yes, you can be you can be gently assertive and gently aggressive and getting the things that you want. So now listen, we're coming up on who what is it? Like Lovers Day or Valentine's Day? So if the, let me tell say this. If there's something specific that you want that you want to do, please either mention it or plan it. Don't have the expectation in your head with no voice. You can have a hot and holy Valentine's Day if you be a little more assertive in the area of the bedroom, in the area of sex, and in the area of planning activities. So, don't miss out on yours. Get what you want. Awaken some love and have a hot and holy marriage by being confidently forceful in getting the things that you want. Okay? Hey guys, that's my time for today. I want to thank you so very much for listening in. And it is my hope and my prayer that you will gain some confidence so that you can be assertive and aggressive in getting the things that you want. Open up what it is, say what you want, make plans for it, uh, and get the things that you need. Okay? So listen, I'll be back in a couple of weeks so we can talk about um, something leading up to Valentine's Day, which I'm simply excited about. Um, on the next episode, I'm going to be talking specifically more about like sex positions and things like that. So I hope you will join me the next um, for the next episode. If you would like to get in contact with me, please visit my website at www.tingtaylorministries.com or you can watch my TV show that's on bgknetwork.org or on the BGK TV app on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in and following the Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy podcast. You guys have a wonderful day and be blessed and make sure you keep it hot and holy.